quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. Live from the Players' Championship at the stadium course at TPC, Sawgrass and beautiful Pontevedra and in the house, Will Perry holding down the fort while I'm up here uh, enjoying a little field research and uh, Field research, out. is that what you're calling it? That's what I'm calling it, my friend, and uh, what a, a beautiful, beautiful day it is, and I know uh, I had lunch with him earlier today. Mr. Jeff Babineau's on the line from Golf Week to uh, give us his thoughts as we are about to tee it up in round number one tomorrow. Hey, Jeff. Hey, gang. Yeah, we're we're ready to go. You know, it's uh, it's been a nice lead up here. We've got a lot of news the last couple of days. Uh, a lot of the big players have been through the interview area and everything, and, and we're ready to tee it up and get it going here. Um, what did you think of, about DJ today in the press room, Jeff? Um, he just seems to uh, walk around like nothing bothers that guy. It's amazing. Nothing. Yeah, it could be a bank safe falling over his head, and he wouldn't he wouldn't <laughs> know it. Uh, and that's that's good. I mean, that's part of his makeup. Uh, but but there's a supreme confidence in him right now too. Uh, you know, he had a close call last weekend, winning that fourth start in a row, and. He doesn't have a great track record here at the players, so it's going to be interesting to uh, to see how he does. But, I mean, his game is in such good shape right now, you've you got to think he's going to play well anywhere. Yeah, and I think he's really got a lot of the other guys, um, you know, wondering what the, what the heck it's going to take to knock him off that number one spot because he does just play with, you know, such a – you know, such confidence and such swagger. You know, I mean, it's, it really right. is remarkable. Well, and he's built a, a sizable lead. You know, there's a lot of world ranking points at stake this week. There's 80 points for the winner, which is compared to, you know, 50, say, last week for Brian Harmon at the Wells Fargo. So uh, Jordan Spieth certainly knows that. A lot of these guys know that. There's a big gap that Dustin's building between these guys. You know, it's kind of Tiger-esque the way uh, Tiger used to build that world ranking lead. And you'd be, you know, you'd know you'd be 12 months, 18 months out of even a shot of overtaking this guy. And that's only if he starts to tumble a little bit. So every week that Dustin Johnson's putting up a great finish, which he's doing a lot of lately, uh, he just keeps piling up those points and making the distance even larger. Jeff, do you kind of get the sense that, I mean, you mentioned that he's got that supreme confidence about him right now. When we were chatting about his return last week, you had mentioned, um, you know, something to the effect of, you know, other players. He's he's kind of that guy that the other other players are kind of might be looking at right now. I know that maybe he hasn't had the best track record, the best track record at the players. But I mean, is he playing so well that it it doesn't really matter where he plays at this point? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Will I mean, he is just playing so well. His wedge game is so good. He's putting it well. I mean, the one thing this course does it kind of harnesses the long hitters. You know, you won't see Dustin Johnson hitting a lot of drivers out here. You know, they they made that 12th hole into a drivable 302 yard hole. He's not going to be going for it because wedge play is so good, and he's been doing that on par fives lately too. He'll lay it up and not take the aggressive play because he knows his wedge play is going to give him a, a nice look at birdie. So he's definitely that guy right now that has it going on. He's putting his name on the board, and these other guys see it, and they're definitely intimidated by it because because they know he's not going to back down 
but it's uh, you know it's been an interesting run. We've had Jason Day at the top. Uh, you've had Rory up there. Now Dustin Johnson's taken his turn, and and Jordan Spieth as well. And and you just kind of uh, these guys know he's going to be a tough guy to catch for a, for a while here. Now Rory is looking uh, pretty happy, pretty relaxed. Babs, he's back from the big wedding, and uh, changing clubs, going with Taylor May, which was announced yesterday. Now, do you think that's something that would take him out of, you know, the weekend, or do you think it's no big deal? We know he had some trouble when he switched equipment a few years back going to Nike. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Right, and it's always a a tough dynamic when you change a couple of variables, right? It's one thing if you get put a new set of irons in the bag or you have a new driver in the bag or or you're trying a new ball. When you're changing everything at once, it's kind of hard hard to gauge the variables and what's going on with what. So, uh, he has used this equipment in practice, and he liked what he's seen. But I think it's a totally different deal under the gun, and and so it will be interesting. You know, you got to be pretty exact here with your yardages, and control your ball flights. And and he's kind of still in a bit of an experimental stage. So uh, I, for that reason, I do kind of lay off in this week. Although th- you look at the flip side of that, and how happy this guy is right now, what a place he seems to be in his life. All the pieces have kind of fallen into place, and golf's going to be the last part. He's played very little this year. He's got a big run ahead. He's still got 17 tournaments to play this year. So uh, this is really when he wants to hit his stride going into these summer majors. I thought it was interesting, too. He talked about Jack Nicklaus, um, who, you know, he seems to have spent a lot of time around and talking to him. He said he had watched his his, uh, documentary on the Golf Channel and that he really appreciated how Jack was able to balance his family life and you know, golf life and professional life out, you know, side of golf. Um, you know, wondering if uh, maybe Rory's thinking about that family coming around the corner. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he and, he and Sergio might be in a race here pretty soon. Who knows? Uh, Sergio That's... is 10 years older than Rory. So, but it's a big part of it. You know, Adam Scott talked about that. You know, in other sports, you have a team. Out here, you don't. You have a family. And it changes your life. It changes dynamics. It changes the way you travel and where you travel and what your schedule looks like. And, and Jack Nichols did it with five kids. That's one of always the, uh, the underrated things of the tournaments uh, of the career he put together. You know, he had five kids. He won all those majors. He won all those tournaments and he still got home to watch the football games and the basketball games and, and the golf matches. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different landscape for him coming up. You know, as a married guy, but you can just tell he's, his world slowed down in a nice kind of way with all it's been hectic lately, but now with a wedding behind him, everything's kind of slowing down in a nice way. And you can really focus on the golf. And, and I like it when these players look into history and, and learn things about the greats that have come before them. Uh, So I think that's a valuable little piece of information for Rory McIlroy. We're talking to Jeff Babineau from golf week. We're live from the players championship. Who, Who are you, um, keeping your eye on that maybe uh, our, our listeners might not be paying attention to, Jeff. There's so many players coming into this thing. We've, we've had such a jam-packed couple of days of press conferences um, with, you know, so many, so many of the 20-somethings that have opportunities here and then, you know, some of the past champions. Uh, you know, are you thinking that and, – and, you know, the TPC always brings us kind of a, a mixed leaderboard. Right, right. I was going back through some of them the last uh, couple of years today. And, you know, we'll have 
really, you know, I mean, Rory Sabatini was on the leaderboard, I think it was two years ago, uh, that, you know, there's, there's a bunch of guys that kind of pop up out of nowhere, and then, you know, you have your, your veterans. Right. I mean, well, it's a very democratic golf course, which is good because it's the Players' Championship, and you wouldn't want to come to a course year over year that favors one style of player, right? So it, it's uh, all these guys are in the mix. So Zach Johnson here is every bit a, a factor as Dustin Johnson. It's not a, a place where length is going to really separate you. The longer hitters have to have to kind of lean back and play the course more strategically, and that's what makes it interesting. It puts a lot of these guys in the mix. So if you're looking for sleepers out of that category, out of the, the guys who pop on the board, it might not be the, the top of the top that you're thinking of. I mean, a Russell Knox plays this place very well. I like Kevin Chappell here. He's a great ball striker, and he has success enough to be a runner-up here. Uh, you know, Kevin Kisner could pop in here with his ball striking and, and management and grit. You know, you're going to have to fight out there. It's going to get windy on Friday, and, and this place can play tough, and you've got to have some fight in you too. But at the top of the board, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see Sergio play this week. You know, he's had a long layoff after Augusta, but he has been practicing the last few weeks getting ready to come back, and he's got a great track record here. He's a past winner here. He has five other top tens, and uh, I think he's a guy that could definitely have success this week. What about Justin Thomas? You know, Justin Thomas has shot some low ones here. I don't know that he's done it. You know, and he's had some nice tournaments here, but he's got to do it for four rounds. And sometimes I think the biggest test with him is patience. Uh, and, and this is a place that's going to test your patience. You're going to make a double somewhere. Uh, you're going to get a bad break and, and get an odd lie near a green and, and make double. Uh, it's going to happen. So it's how you handle that. It's how much you don't let that rattle. You can't, you can't on the back end of those, press yourself into making more mistakes. So with him, it's just going to be how, how do you tactically, you know, explore and attack this golf course. And, and I'm sure he's, you know, he's certainly figuring that out. But the one thing he's really lacked in his season, having already won three times, He's really like consistency. So that's what he's trying to build. And he's trying to build it over four rounds here. And if so, he's certainly capable of doing that. Well, it's always exciting to see who may break through. We know how much this tournament means. Uh, It is the Players' Championship. And as always, Babs, we appreciate spending some time with you. And check out all of their great coverage this week at GolfWeek.com. Thanks so much, my friend. You got it. See you, Holly and Will. All right, you're listening to Golf Insiders. We'll be right back with more Golf Talks. 